and not like put yourself in a position to say, well, man, I got to have these things. I got to keep this going. Hell yeah. yeah. I think I I'm think about I think about a conversation I had with my grandmother, which I don't I'm not I don't hope oh, she listens to the podcast. So don't take this wrong, grandmother. But <laughs> when I was leaving Ball State, I was so interested in going to New York and doing film school because I, what I felt was what I feel now. I wanted to do that. You know, um, I wanted to jump in and just learn everything and figure out what it is that I would do in that space, mm-hmm. even if I didn't have it. And she talked me out of because she was like, well, I'm not going to be helping you. You're going to be on your own, Jack. Like, you know, <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm young, so I didn't I didn't take it the way I should have. I should have said, OK, like if it's worth it to me, I'm a, I'll am do it by myself. But I went the traditional route and, you know, I don't knock having a job and mm. letting you fund your dreams. Um, but I do think like if that scene in Batman um, when he fought Bane, when he's trying to get out the hole. Like I feel like it, like the, the transition between a job and what you know I want to do or business is you have to be able to jump out of that ledge without that leap, without that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're you're gonna still be holding on to that, you know, that harness. Like I need that extra check, you know? Yeah, and you really don't. I mean, you. I don't know. Hey, Carol, for for stopping into the show today. I don't know what you're What are we talking about? Well, I had to start the live because I didn't want Facebook to delete our event for being late. Mm -hmm. So we're soft talk, soft opening right now. Soft opening. But but the conversation was uh, about taking the leap of faith, following your dreams, um, getting off the corporate ladder, um, or Nonprofit ladder, if that is your thing, and uh, pursuing what it is that you have the, in my opinion, I always look at it as I want to pursue the thing that I have the the best chances of being really good, if not one of the top or best at. Mm. Um, you know, because what's the point of pursuing your passion if you're the worst at it, right? Um, I, I, did, I played football and basketball a lot, and there was a lot of guys that we saw that just weren't fast, you know, or weren't tall, but they loved the hell out of basketball and football. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, their passion might've been playing at the time, but, you know, they weren't clearly able to be the best at it. So I would never recommend somebody who's not gonna have the physical potential to be the best at something, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, to leave everything and join it. But I mean, what do I know? I'm half in and half out. I'm still trying to figure out how do I jump like Batman did to get out of that hole. Well, I mean, there's also something to, like like you said, like figuring out how to jump. Yes. Because, um, you know, I, I know people who have um, maybe jumped too early and then mm. they, they end up doing things that they didn't go to go do. They, they didn't mean to do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, mm. there is there something about developing your skills and then, you know, m- making the transition at the right time. Mm. Bars, bars. Antoine, you want to bring us in after that? 
<laughs> sure. Five, five, five. Uh, you got uh, is DJ Comfy spinning? Hold on, I got He's jazz on. Up I got jazz on from the right. slow, and yeah. then we bring it in. I got it. I got it. Send it to the stove god. The what? Independent artist. The plug come late. Right. Joy come in the morning. Couple independent artists. This is the can't tell us nothing show. Joy come in the morning. Tuning in to the evening. We got in, and that happens. Wake it up. This is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. Can't Tell Us Nothing is an improv group out of Houston, Texas, comprised of these four wonderful, amazing people you see right before you. Meet you, John, Tandy, and myself. What are we going to do? We're going to make up some stuff. We're going to talk. We're going to discuss whatever's on our mind, whatever people in the chat want to talk about. I don't know if you guys have something you want to talk about. I'm late to the show, but (laughs) I I, uh, will use whatever. Anything to inspire scenes of improv gold. That would absolutely, guys. absolutely. So thank you for hanging with us. Nice, I know. Thank you, Miss Basie. Miss Basie is a a constant rider. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that. <clears throat> we got, we got to send you something. Mm, she would never. Mind. <clears throat> I'm trying to even imagine the moment, Mom. She would uh, never mind. Miss Basie's rider. Die. What, right. what moment though? Imagine no, what moment. Yeah. <laughs> The, and my mom like well, I, I have to who what she, you, she, she not turn in she would not tune in yeah. is your mom on Facebook no she's not that probably answers mm. that question but you know what Facebook like a lot of my um, aunts and uncles <clears throat> are getting on Facebook and I think quarantine really pushed them into doing like heavy Facebook. Mm-hmm. I see like grandma's FaceTiming now and <laughs> Facebook live and stuff. I was like, okay, grandma, Facebook live, you know, internet, yeah. the internet just got more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. We've had family zoom conferences mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. seven o'clock on a Friday. We're like just as many, <laughs> as many family members that we can get in the oh, zoom that's room. nice. Just, yep. Yep. Hang yeah. out for a little while. Happy International Women's Day to you too, Miss Carol Basie, and shout out to Miranda. Yes. Hey, our CEO partners out there. I just left Colorado, so uh, I'm very um, um, what do you call it? Yeah, depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Man, so I was in. I saw like one night I went outside, and you know I love just staring at the mountains at night, like a whatever those romantic people are um but the moon the moon never came up over my head or in the sky and, and I, it was weird because i walked outside and i don't know if y'all seen rick and morty but i walked that side and i was walking around looking i was like man something is weird i've never seen the stars so like loud like what's going on here and turns out i couldn't find the moon the moon the moon was actually lower when i was out and it was behind one of the mountains and I was just in the dark with the stars. Nice. Great story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the part where you couldn't find the moon. Man, that was the greatest part. <laughs> yeah. See Miranda said they have five feet of snow this weekend. Jeez. Ah. Five feet. That's a whole person. That's a yeah. adult human. Yeah. 
That's, uh, that's too much. But shout out to my brother. I don't know if I told y'all we went snowmobiling. That was the first time I ever went snowmobiling. They call it snowbilling up there. Snowbilling. Uh, snowbilling. Um, my brother crashed his snowmobile. Mm. Into a ditch. Wow. Oh, okay. I was about to ask. Yeah, <laughs> he would say, <clears throat> but nonetheless, um, we were. Did he tour. see the ditch? Oh, you're gonna tell the story. I right? think I think he saw the ditch. <laughs> I think he he was. My brother's a daredevil. He's literally crashed everything he's ever drove. Was he trying to jump the ditch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because his story was he was flying and he he he, he was trying to turn and the snowmobile slid off the turn into the ditch. Now, what's crazy about that is half of the mountains we rode on were all, the sides were cliffs. It might have been a snowy mm. cliff, but they were cliffs nonetheless. Mm. <clears throat> so when we turned around and I didn't see my brother, and then the tour guide left to go get him, and he didn't come back for like 20 minutes. And when he came back, he didn't have him. I just thought to myself, oh, my God, man. My brother just flew <laughs> off the cliff of the mountain. Why did I invite him up here? And I, so when we went back up, we saw that it, him and my uh, sister-in-law just went into the ditch. And my sister-in-law was just sitting there. And she's like, he's literally crashed everything he's ever driven. And does Every he keep getting new things to drive? I find that those people mm -hmm. tend to. Absolutely. Absolutely. How? How does that it's work? Like a, it's like a reward, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get something you better. <laughs> Get something more dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not other people like that. They always get something else to drive. I don't know yeah. how they can even afford it, but somehow. Yeah. My brother, my brother's did some damage. He's he's done. He's he's motorcycle accidents. Wow. So I got a call in the middle of the night. Um, they found my brother in the basement, uh. wrapped up like like a mummy because he tried to sneak in the house with nobody knowing that he got an accident. After going to the hospital, um, he's crashed in the middle of a beautiful day in his uh, Dodge Ram with no traffic on the highway. I'm sorry. He snuck, He tried to sneak in to the house after he went to the hospital. My grandmother called him. So, so imagine getting a call in the middle of the night, you know, 12, 1, 2 in the morning. Your brother's got in a motorcycle accident. You're like, oh my god, how is he? Well, <laughs> you, you can talk to him, and I'm, and they, you know, give him the phone. And long, long story short, he had burns from his head to his toes, and he was laying, sitting in, in the dark with a bright flat screen TV, um, probably hocked up on pain pills, looked like a mummy, and. Um, and he went back and he still rides. Yeah. Yeah. But so if, if your brother told you that he wanted to pursue being a professional driver, what would you tell him? I wouldn't tell him no because He's clearly passionate about it. Here's, here's why I wouldn't tell him no. Here's why I wouldn't tell him no. You have to kind of be fearless in if you're pursuing performance driving. So I'm sure you've crashed. Those guys probably are like skateboarders. They probably crashed a lot of times, at least relative, right? But um, if he was going to go do a contest, like, like, hey, I'm doing this contest for the best driver, and it's off the cliff. <laughs> it's, it's a race. I'll be like, 
man, we need some insurance policies or something like that. Man, there's no way I'm letting you do that. But I wouldn't stop him either because you know he's he's just, he's the he's the he's evil Knievel. He's the evil Knievel of the family. Yeah, I mean he's crashed. <laughs> like, what's the little what's the little three wheel the little three wheel thing that I see people drive on the highways in Houston? There. Oh like yeah, I don't know what those are called. Yeah, he's crashed one of those, flipped it. Oh my gosh! You know, does he you, rent these or? Um... Does he have friends who? I mean, how did? What? What's up? Well, he's actually he's crashed two two bikes. One bike was his friend's. His friend let him use it and test it out, and he flipped over the front of the handlebars. <laughs> Which isn't funny. It's only funny because he's alive, and uh, um, he's also like he heavy gun. <laughs> Heavy gun like uh, supporter. Not that I'm not, but um, it, it makes me nervous because of how much danger he is with cars. And I'm like, you know, we we cut to a uh, a pool hall with a bunch of uh, bikers hanging out. Oh, oh, snap! There's John. There he is. He's oh, walking in the door. Yeah. Hey, John. We wanted to yeah. talk to you. What's up? What's hey, up? Man. What's going on? Yo, um, <clears throat> I think we got to kick you out of the gang, man. You got a what? You got you're a you're a bit of a liability, right. you know. Mm-hmm. We like your bike, you know. We think your 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 jacket is fly. Glad you put the patch on it, but you keep crashing. You keep crashing, man. It's not a good look for the gang. Bringing our street cred down, man. It's not a good look for our street cred. At all. Talking about, and it's also mm-hmm. dangerous to us. Yeah, you almost it's took a to out yesterday. Did did I? You yeah. almost did. Yeah, you almost did. Well, but, you know, luckily I saw it coming, and I was able to get out of the way. Mm. Well, yeah, we have a we have a, a John bubble that we mm-hmm. we have internally. That's what that's <laughs> why we all agree. That's why y'all give me so much space out there. I thought y'all was giving me space to do a trick or something. You know how much I really care about this, man. I've always wanted to be a bike. I've always wanted to be in a bike game, and you know. I only had Evil Knievel videos growing up, so that was the only motorcycle in it I saw. So, yeah. you know, I figured I could be the that the Evil Knievel of the group. Yeah, that's, that's that's the other thing. Like, I think you got a misinterpretation as to what a biker gang does. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Teddy, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Know. That's what I'm just trying to... I'm like, because the Evil Knievel, the Daredevil, that's like a solo sport, man, right? That's like a thing you do alone. But a bike gang... We just wear jackets. We look cool. We spend our weekends riding. You know, maybe have a drink somewhere. Talk about bikes. Talk about okay, riding, okay, bikes. Okay, that's, that's, all right. That's basically what we do. That's basically y'all, it. So, that's so about it. We we do drinking most of the time. Would y'all not agree? Yeah, I agree. We yeah, show we up to other places and we're drinking. We what drink. about that time we went to that one biker bar? And I flipped over the handlebars and crashed into the bar. Everybody recognized our bike gang after that. Yeah, it was known across yeah. the nation. I yeah. put us yeah, on but, the map but for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we, we are banned from that bar. We, we can't come back to that bar. We got to take that out of the rotation. But yeah. they know who we are. They know who we are, right? Huh? Look, it, it's one thing if it was like a bar brawl, you know, if mm-hmm. so, you know someone stepped on somebody's shoes, spilled a drink. Break a pool cue, like 
that's fine. That's fine. That's what we're here for. But you just running into the side of a bed. Slipping <laughs> Flipping through the window. <laughs> Landing on the bar, sliding across. Scattering it's, drinks it's, everywhere. That's not. Yeah. Man, you, have, you haven't been keeping up with your dues. And, you know, that came out of our pockets. Man. That we had that, that's $650. We were saving <clears throat> up for the rally, you know? Well, you, well, you know, uh, my job dropped me for my insurance. So I've been trying to pay my medical bills out of pocket, and I've been behind on my on my dues. But just give me a couple more couple more rides, man. I think I got a couple. I'm working on some new tricks. About to go and perform in a contest. He didn't, he didn't hear anything. Us. He didn't hear anything. He didn't hear anything. He didn't we don't want new that. tricks. No tricks, man. No tricks. Y'all just want to be a boring biker gang, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's thought, exactly what it would be. No danger at all. This is this whole thing we doing ain't got nothing to do with danger. Just straight lace. We rise well be riding bicycles, man. <laughs> with, with leather jackets. And so though. He's definitely perturbed by this. They're, they they got to get to their next bar. So they all hop on the road and they're driving. John bubbles in full effect. John sees one of those, uh, like, trucks that pick up cars, like that hold cars with yes. the ramps on it up to the side. John. John. No, no, this the one. This the one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> flies off lands in the dump truck trash goes everywhere lands on another like <laughs> metro bus it slides <laughs> and then turns over looks like that scene out of final destination <laughs> once all the wreckage stops they look back at us john gets up walks out of the trash banana pill on his head did y'all see that? <laughs> and see. <laughs> man, that's how my brother is, man. I'll be like, I'm like, man, that's my younger brother. But man, the day I got that motorcycle call, man, I stopped like, I was like, man, you got it, man. You got it. That's your, that's your thing, man. You like the crash and burn and walk out of the flames, man. You That's you. I'm not that one, you know. Um, but, yeah, that snowmobiling was funny. Clarina flipped our snowmobile. Clarina was making fun of me of how slow I was going. And it's a three-hour trip, and they were like, the first couple of miles, fill out the snowmobile. Check it out. You know, get comfortable, right? That's what any le legitimate person, logical person would do. Well, I'm my brother just takes off and he's trying to catch the tour guy as soon as he gets on first time, you know. And my my <laughs> my wife's hitting me like, "Can you see him?" But I know that that means he want me to speed up, and I'm like, "Yeah, I can see him, even if they half a mile away, I can see him, right?" <laughs> um, we pull up to the lake, and it's a frozen lake in a little you know area, and some hills and tree and the guy's like, Hey, I want to show you how to go up around this tree, do a figure eight. <clears throat> when you get up to the top, because I was built, you want to lean to the side where the hill is to stop from flipping over. We got maybe halfway up that hill and Clarina flipped the snowmobile. Um, now, of course we were terrified as we were flipping, but we fell into like 
eight feet of snow. And it was real powdery and really soft. Okay. So like right. Miranda said, like that's legit in the five feet of snow. You know, it was it was a lot of snow. Like if you stepped in it, you know, it could go all the way up to like your hip bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so I pushed the you know kicked off the snowmobile out and um and of course she was she was terrified after that, um, but she stopped making fun of me about going too slow. <laughs> well, I, I'd like more details on the flip. So, was it just like you flipped over to the side, you tumble forward? Give me, give me some. Yeah. So we were what's we were going up, and yeah. right as you said, you're supposed to lean into the hill. Uh-huh. We didn't lean into the hill, so the thing flipped on top of us. Okay. Yeah. Did you, what, what, what were y'all screaming? What, what what were you saying? What was going on when you when you? Flipped? Well, I you was hear? nervous. I none of us screamed because we were nervous. We thought um, I thought my leg I thought my leg was going to be hurt worse than it was. Like I thought. The snowmobile is going to land on my leg like a truck and it's going to be crushed. But mm-hmm. it just landed on it and I felt the pressure. But because the snow was under my leg, I just buried my leg like three feet into the snow. <laughs> so, you know, once we once we like, you know, caught our breaths and you can actually see no one's dying. Um, you know, I just I just kicked the snowmobile up. See, I think I have like a kind of cartoonish view of like <laughs> any kind of mobile snow ski whatever like you know it, it, it's it's like something that happens it's in midair there's a i don't know it's like it's slowed down and you could just feel see every detail so and, that's and how you see the moon we, we drive across the crest of the moon <laughs> you land in the snow it's like a perfect outline of your bodies yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't seem like you get too hurt in in a snow uh snow accident but i, I know you well, do I know you yeah. did. It, it doesn't seem like it. doesn't it. seem like it. Is it, I think um the things that I saw that was the most dangerous was yeah, you fall off a cliff. Um that would have been painful. Mm-hmm. Um or sometimes the lakes are frozen and they highly they recommend to not like to do anything on those, but of course some people are cool and they live up there and more comfortable. And it was a couple of guys who had some really cool snowmobiles and they were doing tricks. Mm-hmm. But they were going into the lake and, you know, because they were being cool, the tour guide didn't want to let them know it was a lake there. Um, but the lake ended up not cracking on them, um, which thank God, because it wouldn't have it would have been funny to think about, but it wouldn't have been funny, you know, watching yeah. them <laughs> in a frozen lake, you know, and I'm how not the, helping. <laughs> how would the tour guide have felt if, if they did like sink into the lake? I have no idea. Yeah, he literally said he was like, dang, those guys were acting cool. I was kind of hoping the lake cracked under them. And I was like, like that's what? Terrible. That's <laughs> crazy. This is a frozen lake on the top of a mountain, dude. I'm not helping them, you know. And when mm-hmm. I helped my brother, you know, you're up 11,000 plus feet. So, like, it was already hard to breathe. And lifting and pulling is like, is even worse. So I was ready to throw up helping getting him out. Mm. So I'm damn sure I wasn't going to help somebody. I didn't know. <laughs> and died in the process on a mountain, you know, can't go out like that. Frozen Lake. See, that's a thing for me. I was just watching this, this, uh, one of those weather channel shows and you know, all of these disasters. And they had these, some people had some little, like a pony or horse show 
all these little, all these people were on these little ponies or horses and they're walking on a frozen lake and then the lake cracked and one by one, these ponies and the people fall into the lake. And then it was this big thing trying to get the ponies out. Well, that sounds tragic, but my point, well, my takeaway, my takeaway from it is how, I, I don't know what it would take to convince me to walk on a frozen lake. Something I know I would drown in when it's not cold, right? <laughs> I don't know how, what it's going to take to get me convinced enough to walk on a frozen lake. It's just that you got to be from a, a, a cold place. You got to be from somewhere where that happens all the time. So you don't think about it. But I, that, I, I, it can't be wet one, one month. And then, you know, a couple of months later, it's something that I can walk and skate on. That, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the thing that gets me is like, is there's no good way to get out of cracking through a frozen like it right. like it, there's there's no one has cracked that puzzle in my head nobody <laughs> but if you fall into a frozen lake here's what you do you just do like that <laughs> and it's, it's not, not gonna like, work and you need someone else to help you out that's exactly <laughs> and let alone ponies i mean did they try oh, to yeah. help the people or did yeah, they help the, the people first the people were able to get out the ponies took a lot, a lot more effort, and they were able to pull all of them out. Which Jeez. you know, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, how you like? We're gonna have a show, and we're gonna walk across the lake, and yeah, know. that's I mean, how, yeah. It's just a thought. I don't know. I got those. Yeah, whatever. There's some, there's some things that I would do, but there's some risk that's not worth. Like to me, it's not worth taking. I would hate to die in a frozen lake. So, like, walking on the lake is me playing with that idea, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I won't, I wouldn't die in a frozen lake not walking on a frozen lake, you know. So, uh, <laughs> how do you know? How do you know the lake, <laughs> lakes don't just get up sometimes and then walk around pick themselves up and <laughs> throw themselves are, under your feet? And then, people oh, aren't no. coming to them, they got to come to you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm like that, man. There's some stuff I take risk with. If it's something I physically, if I have more than like, if it's more than like a, if it's like a 50-50 chance mm-hmm. um, that I can control, you know, some, at least 50% of the outcome, you know, then maybe I'll try it. But when it's like I have zero control over what happens and I'm just out here, mm-hmm. that's that's like a big flag to me. Yeah. Only benefit of winter sports is the extra layers of clothes you wear. So like skin direct contact with something and getting injured, that probably happens, but you got less of a chance because you got a lot of clothes on. Summer sports, not so much. It's just you and the the if you're in track, it's the track scratching you up. It's uh what else in the summer? I don't know. You just don't yeah, have but summer sports are way sexier. <laughs> winter sports do not have that going for them. At all. <laughs> At all. It's hard to be like with all of that gear. I can you be sexy? It's kind of like the football effect. Except football, you can they got tight, they got tight pants on and muscles, but in snow gear, they're just, just big ass suits and helmets. It's a bunch of yeah, puffy people. <laughs> But can you just imagine, like, the uh, oh, go ahead, John. We cut to a ski lodge. Yo, Antoine. Hmm. You see Shorty over there in those slopes? She got a fat ass through them. 
<laughs> that snowsuit. Who? Shorty over there. Over there I, by the... I couldn't tell. You can't tell. You I can't see. Tell. You can't see an ass through those pants. It's a little tricky out here. Yeah, I can't. You know, the whole body figure kind of disappears under all the layers. So I try not. I don't even risk it. I don't even. I don't even want to try because I don't know what I'm going to end up looking at. It's probably all artificial anyway. I oh, hate winter. Man, artificial. What? What are you talking about, dude? Listen. What? You're thinking about it way too much, man. You can tell by just looking at how they walk. You know? Mm -hmm. If you can walk normal in that snowsuit, you ain't got no type of ass. Amici, did you get mm -hmm. some? Did, they had um they had Danishes on the um on the um the hot bar for breakfast. Did you get some? Oh no, I, I should oh, get yeah. one now. Okay. I'm having such yeah. a good time at this ski lodge. I mean, this, it, it's so much better than like going to the beach when you're wearing the bikinis and all the guys like oogling you. But here, mm -hmm. right, we can just right. free wear our stuff. I've got like six pairs of long johns on underneath. So I don't care. I'm not, nobody's looking at me. Nobody can, right? In that, in that right. place, yeah, nobody can look at it. They can't tell. Oh, I think I see what that. you're saying. I think I see what you're saying. You're saying they got like a little bit of a wobble going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's Even gravity. under all the layers, it's because oh. of the gravity. It's because right? of the gravity, man. You got a little wobble because of the gravity. It just rocks. You know, gravity makes things swing. Mm -hmm. Not not do this. This is robotic, man. You don't want somebody walking like that. And and walking around in these uh, big clumpy uh, ski boots. Mm -hmm. I know it's a little inconvenient, but I'm telling you, I know it makes you kind of wobble a little bit, but it doesn't matter, right? You know, we we're gonna go skiing later. We're ready. Right. I mean, nobody's watching us, so you know who, who cares if I'm, I'm a little, you know, uncoordinated as, as I move around. <laughs> Oh, I'm watching them right now. So you're saying that the more <laughs> off balance they are, the finer they are. Exactly. That's what you're saying. One hundred percent connected, man. I'm telling you, I've done this, man. I come up here all the time. Mm -hmm. You know. Whoa! <laughs> oh snap! You see her? Oh yeah. Oh, she yeah. must be fine, man. Talking about ten, man. I'm telling you, she, she got fell. a lot of it. <laughs> she fell all the way back. That's that grab. Let me help you out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Looks like yeah. it's a lottery today. We got two. Oh, she got a friend, oh. man. She got a friend. I can't, I can't even stand up. There's no, I got to crawl. I got to crawl to the, to the oh, thing. Oh, look at her. You see her on her She's just, doing just, that like brother in here. You know, sometimes these, these chicks up here, they be wanting just as bad as us, and they go through whatever they got to do to get our attention. You know what I'm saying? You think she's wearing extra layers, man, to make her more off balance? Nah, I think oh, it's okay. just that one layer right there, man. Oh, gosh, that was terrible. I'm glad I have all of these extra layers on so that I don't... Me too, yeah. yeah no bruises. Nothing, yeah. nothing, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. But nobody's looking at it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda says, Puffy's sexy. 
You got to risk it to get that biscuit. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Miranda. That's right. <laughs> she, she know what it is. Take her advice. You got to risk it. <laughs> yeah. You got to. You got to take your shots. You got to yeah. take your shots. Yeah. Which is also kind of tied to what we were talking about earlier, which was like, you know, following your passion, taking your shot. Um, do we have any shooters in the house tonight? Who are those people who like to pursue their passions? Um, but one of the things we were talking about was what stops you, right? Like, what's one of the things, what is your, uh, what was that thing that was on uh, Batman's waist? It was like a... It was just a rope. It was just, just a, a rope. rope. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to get out of the hole. And he needed to jump from one ledge to the other, and he had a tether on him in this case he didn't make it. Yeah. And the trick was he had to take it off and then yes. he could make the jump. Which which is funny. Like, why didn't the guy just straight up say that? Like he went through this whole <laughs> little story, this cryptic, like three-layered story. He could have just said, Man, I've never seen anyone make it with the rope, dude. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anyone do it. That was it. That's all I had to do. That's it. Batman would have knew instantly. Like, mm -mm. I gotta jump without the rope. Mm. That's what <laughs> no, it's, it's better if you solve it yourself. You know, you don't you know the all the answers to the test to the final test, right? That's true. As as you get, as you're being handed the test, the teacher tells you, you know, hey, this one's A, this one's C. You know, <laughs> the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to a classroom. <laughs> um. Uh, Mr. Amici, mm -hmm. why'd you give me this test? You know all the answers on the test. You saw me struggling. You didn't say anything. I was struggling there for 30 minutes on this test, and you didn't tell me nothing. Well, yeah, you know, we test you to see if you know, the, if you've absorbed the knowledge. That's that's the whole reason for a test. But shouldn't you be helping me? You're the teacher. Yes, you, you should help me. You, if you know the answers, you should help me with the answers on the test. It's like if you saw a person with a bunch of boxes trying to get in the door, you would open the door for him, right? Uh, I, I can't wouldn't. What? I'll stand back. I'll stand back and let them figure it out on their own. <laughs> that's that's the way I work. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not what my mom told me to do. They said if you see someone struggling, you go and you help them. Are you saying you, you don't help anyone? No, then how do they get any better at things, you know? If if, if if I buy too many groceries and I'm walking home and they're really heavy and someone comes and carries them for me uh, every time, how would I learn to buy less groceries? <laughs> we cut to Antoine at home. And he said what? He said, how would he learn to buy less groceries? I don't know. Go just just tie your shoes. I'm I'm tired of looking at them untied. How do we? I mean, if you just groceries, what kind are oh, you having trouble tying? Let me just tie your shoes. No, 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 no. no. Let me do them. Let Mr. me do no, 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 no. Let go. What? Mr. Amici said that I have to do it by myself, or else I'll never learn how to tie them. If you always tie my shoes, how can I ever learn how to tie my own shoes, Mom? Mr. Amici is from some school of hard knocks that I don't want you going to, okay? If it's not something that you can do easily, if it's not a talent that you have, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to do it for you. And you just concentrate on the things you can do. 
I just can't let a person struggle and not jump in and help them. And you should you should expect that from everybody too. I don't know. Maybe maybe you should go talk to Mr. Amici because I'm really confused as to who I should follow. Hold on one second. Let me comb your hair. You're having such trouble combing it right, Antoine. I'm sorry. I don't know how to do it. I never learned. You've always done it for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me take your shirt off. Yeah, you need to change, get ready for your bathroom. All I'm saying is the two authority figures in my life are telling me conflicting advice, and I'm a little confused. Should I listen to Mr. Amici, or should I not even go back to class? No, you stay here. I'll go to that school, and I'll talk to Mr. Amici. First, I'll talk to your principal, because he already knows what my expectations are. But then I'll talk to that teacher, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. You don't struggle. That's not what adults are here for, not for kids to struggle. We cut to the school the next day. So, uh, Principal Miles. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm, is your belt? Hold on. It looks like you are trying to adjust your belt there. <clears throat> yeah, I like to rock back and forth right before I start my statements. Okay, fine. It gives me more air in the, di the diaphragm. Okay. But anyway, I'm here to talk to you because your new teacher, Mr. Amici, is teaching something that's opposite of what I'm trying to engender in my son. As she's talking, she's like cleaning up his office and picking up things and putting them in order. I don't want my son to struggle. I don't want anyone to struggle, okay? Mm. If I see someone struggling, I zoom in to help. And that's how human beings should be. That's the only way we're gonna make peace on earth and get along with everyone. Um, oh, wow, did you? Can you, you probably can't even do these reports here? I see you got this Excel spreadsheet. Move back. Let me let me start. Let me start working on that for you. Well, I mean, you don't have to. I, I thought we were having a meeting. I got. We are having a meeting, but I see that you you look a little confused uh, about what's going on. You got a couple of blank spots here. I'll just jump right in and fill it fill it out for you. It's got that. Okay. Now, yes. So when people are struggling, they need help. I don't want this teacher letting my son struggle. If he's having trouble on a test, the teacher should just go in there and give him the answers. I think we totally disagree on our methods of education, ma'am. You see, I employed this new teacher because we surveyed all of the boys in our school and we found out in that survey that they weren't taking care of anything their parents were. Matter of fact, their mothers were. And that our little girls were light years more advanced than our little boys in our school. Our little girls are out building rockets, playing football, doing all of those things. And you know why? It's because, why? We, it's because we make the girls do everything themselves. We don't give them any excuses. My gosh. You we should tell have them, we tell them their lives are going to be hard from the jump and they just accept it and they work hard. But our boys, we found the opposite. So I think you should do is um you should take little Antoine home, who's not little anymore, man. And um you should take him in the backyard and tell him to figure out how to get inside the house. And if he can get inside the house, he's welcome back here at my high my school. Is that all, ma'am? Can can I move on to my next meeting? I no. Yeah. 
have yeah, a that, high you school look confused. recipe. You, oh, you okay? So I was just looking at your schedule here, your planner on the desk. Yeah, you do have a high school meeting. You look like you were struggling with where you were going. That's fine. I'll take Antoine home. And let me just tell you this: you should make those girls help those boys at school. How dare they let those boys struggle and oh, not help them out? No, man, we cut and scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare they not help out those boys? <laughs> <laughs> I had a <laughs> half a mind to cut to a a scene of moms replacing the football team. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you, you look tired. Let me let me sub in for you. <laughs> you need help carrying that ball? I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Give me the ball. I'll carry it to the touchdown. <laughs> definitely man definitely we tell girls that it's gonna be hard you say that the was it a day or two after international <laughs> women's day we tell them their lives are gonna be hard and so they just work hard oh. aren't aren't uh girls none necessarily told that life is gonna be hard but told that there's a lot to be afraid of Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more fear. It's a lot more fear. It's a lot more fear. You got to be a lot more careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why when you get a girl that's a daredevil like uh, John's John's brother, like that's rare, you know, to be so fearless. <laughs> I'm serious. Like you know, at, after a certain age to be no, that yeah, fearless yeah, and yeah, yeah. and uh, you know taking risks like that, like you generally don't equate that, or that's generally not encouraged. Right. Definitely. Sure. Make sure it's, you know. Do you think that's like a what like one of the things I think about um, when it comes to women's history is it doesn't like I don't know enough about like what is it anthropology or nothing, but um, I, I don't see the logic in how why women were treated the way they were, right? Like what, what, from a global perspective, you know, um, at least for the most of humankind from a global perspective. Now I know like there's countries that have women leaders and those countries seem to have um, a lot more, I guess, like cohesiveness in the country, uh, except for that one, I don't know if you guys have heard of um, in Marmar, where they actually had a coup the general took over and that was actually sad because she was a democratic you know elected official and um you know it was a lady man and she beat out this that dude you know and and of course he didn't like it yet the military so he turned against him um obviously having daughters i'm thinking about that like the predatory thing that women have to deal with from just a natural standpoint um but then i also think this is me spitballing here. What if women are done evolving, right? What if for the first part of humankind, you know, men got it wrong and they did all these oppressive things to women, but secretly women have been studying men and jotting down all their weaknesses. And, and then as the next half of human existence happens, the women's just take over with, um, great aptitude right like we still have blind spots right we actually like if you think you are the dominant 
thing over something you for so long you tend to overlook a lot of their qualities that they're picking up right and having daughters and me like teaching them i try not to teach them from like just a you're a girl so you have to think this way i try to give them as much of the pictures i can so they can make a choice so that in 20 30 or maybe even five years when they start coming for all these dudes you know my daughters could be like you know protect him he's good <laughs> <laughs> Self-preservation. <laughs> I mean, no, it ain't self-preservation. It was self-preservation, <laughs> you know. Um, no, my my. I mean, part of it is self-preservation, but it's like pr- protecting them also through protecting myself. If they're good, my my grandkids will be good, right? Um, and they they might even be girls, but I don't know. As long as these girls are going to be. You know, soldiers, leaders, um, all the above. You know, I figure I'll be good. Put the put the world in the hands of some women. I, I, I think I'll be all right. It'll go better than men for me. <laughs> yeah, when men ran the world, we got racism. <laughs> right? We got greed and all this other shit. But women ran the world. I'm not saying there wouldn't be racism because there would probably be something else pop up, but. It's a good chance that mm. I might not be on that board, right? There's other people a little bit more threatening than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was my little rant, though. Yeah, got it. <laughs> I'm rooting for the women. That's all I'm saying. Yes, rooting for everyone, everybody, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, everybody woman. Everybody woman. Everybody woman. Nah. Yeah, this. Um, but yeah, I think about that a lot, man. Yeah. A lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done. And you know, it's happening. It's happening. Candy, Candy, yeah. As as our resident woman, how do uh, you feel <laughs> women are doing in this day and age? What? All of them? All of them. All of them. How are women doing? Scorecarding. <laughs> how did uh let me see? How, how are we doing? I mean, how how is how is human existence doing? Right. I don't I don't it's like uh, the stock market, it goes up and goes down depending yeah. on you know yeah, pandemic didn't help. No, it did. No, but but you know what? I think I think you know, I, I look at what's happening and I love how how present we are. I love that we're, you know, everywhere. There's very few sectors intellectually, professionally, uh, you know, politically that there are very few sectors where you don't see any. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, where there's no woman. We're we're everywhere. It's just not enough of us considering, you know, I think we are the majority uh uh in the world is just not enough of us, but I think the, you know, there are gains and it's slowly happening, but what really excites me is the next generation, the, the younger uh, women who are coming up. I'm just, I cannot wait to, um, to be in there, to be under their, their, their guide and their, and as they run this, this world, because they have some stuff in their mind. They're not even in the boxes that we lived in. They're not even thinking you know, the way that I guess my generation and before we were taught to think and, and view the world. So I'm really, really Man. excited. I'm really, really excited. I, you know, there's so much 
uh, I, I pay attention to some things on social media. I have a 14 year old and, uh, you know, there's just so much uh blowing out of the water these concepts that we all held on to like mm. i was coming up as oh okay you're 30 biological clock i don't even hear that conversation anymore it's not that's not anything that's bandied about uh now and um and i hope i haven't made my twitter and my twitter following and my and my um my <laughs> facebook like an echo chamber like i only i will only allow or follow or listen to people who think like me but I assume if they, you know, whatever I'm looking at uh, represents what's happening, I don't see a lot of that. So I don't hear it. And I was like, wow, that's great. You know, that's yeah. great that women can conceptualize their lives without uh, being in this this uh, framework, this box, all this stuff you're supposed to do. That's, I can't wait. I can't it's, wait. Kind of it's amazing, man. It's Look. amazing. Yeah. You know, I was supporting the chat too, Tandy. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'll say this, man. So I took my wife to see the on the run tour concert, specifically to go see Beyonce. I'm a big Beyonce fan. Not in the beehive, but I'm a Beyonce fan. Um, and why you got to say I'm not in the beehive? You could be in the beehive. I'm sorry. I don't want to go here. I don't want to be in the beehive, man. The the beehive, (laughs) they loop everybody. In the Beehive, like you know, and I'm not an aggressive Beyonce fan. All the aggressive fans, I think, are in the Beehive. You know, I'm the one that's like, I know the songs. I've been rocking with her since back in the day, but I'm not about to fight nobody because they're talking bad about Beyonce. Now that's crazy. <laughs> that's like if somebody fought somebody over Michael Jackson. Like, you see some people fighting over somebody. Say Michael Jackson sucks. What? Oh hell no! I'm beating your ass right. That's how people are about Beyonce, right? Yeah. That's how people are beyond. So we, of course, I had to see her in concert. I saw Kanye. I need to see Beyonce. Um, definitely want to go see other people. And what that woman did in the heels, the multiple heels that she wore, right? Our people were like, "Oh, is Michael Jordan? Michael Jackson is the greatest performer, entertainer, X, Y, Z." And I don't really get caught up in that because you know. Somebody did. How the fuck they gonna argue? Themselves, right. But what I can say, watching the document on Michael and watching a woman nail stuff, you know, <laughs> night after night in heels, right, singing because you know towards Michael Jackson's end of his voice, he kind of sounded like one of those like whispery deacons, you know. <laughs> That their voice just became its own little instrument. <laughs> but when people go, oh, Michael Jackson, you know, you don't really hear him talk. You don't hear, really hear talk about him as like a vocalist, right? You don't hear Michael in the vocalist. But Beyonce could actually sing too. Um, I had to bow down, man. Watching her and then, like I said, having daughters and seeing all of the amazing representation that my kids get to have, you know, not just personally in, in close range, because we've always had that. We also now we got pillars, multiple pillars going up. Um it's this crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whispery Deacon. And <laughs> 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 toward the end of his life, his voice became like a whispery deacon. <laughs> I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, his his voice, man. Like, come on, like we cut to we cut. 
an office in a church. Uh, Deacon John, Deacon John, Deacon John. We, I, yes, I, what is it, baby? What I, I want to, I want to meet with you before service today. Um, I, I, I've been like, am, am I still going to be doing my sermon? What? Well, this is I what just, I, this, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. I'm sorry for interrupting. You. Uh, our church can only hold so many parishioners, and we got people just standing outside the church just begging to get in these 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 sermons are almost like a some sort of a, a music star or some some concert because there's so many so many people trying to to listen to what's going on and I, I i don't understand that um that's not what we're looking for here at the church uh because it's not like they're in here like to to worship and praise there's a lot of like you know they're they're waving lighters you know, a couple of ladies are passing out. Man, this is too much for the deacons. It's too much for what's happening here. So I think uh, maybe I think maybe your heart isn't in the right place. Huh? I think all of you and the deacons in this church. So I, if you could just speak with a little bit now. I'm, I, see, you're doing that now. I don't. Just, just speak, you know, normally like you used to. I want Deacon from five years ago. You just sounded like everybody. Are you getting a bit of a performance in here? Well, I thought I thought I heard some whispery, whispery Craig, velvety Craig, <laughs> sermons going on. Craig, I'm, t I'm trying to meet with the Deacon and talk to him about that. Okay. okay yeah, you said you were meeting. You said you you didn't say you were getting like a private. It's not a private. Sermon. There's a lot of people out here. Uh, waiting for him to come out. Uh, He's supposed to come out 20 minutes ago, but you know how these sermons can be that starts later than. You can hear All right. I'm just going to go in the back and get my glove and then I'll be on Okay, see, this is another thing. You got a costume now. It's it's all it is. You're, you're blowing the church's budget on, on pyrotechnics and, and special effects. We're am, not I gonna still be, am I still going to come through the ceiling? Yes, I, I mean, we've already we've already paid for the machine to, to lower you down. We can't not use it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's costing us a lot. I mean, I know you're spreading the word or, or trying to, but it's... You don't, you don't believe in the Lord's grace, do you? Yes, of course I do. I've been going to this church all my life. Mm. Of course I do. Have you ever seen so much grace in the church since I have been doing sermons? I don't know how to measure grace. I don't, like, I can't... I, you see all those I'm people not... out there? This you really all... sounds like a song. Do you... You see all those you see all those groupies night after night I'm just doing sermons on tour. This is God's work. Okay, that's fine. All right, I can't stop that. But can you the dancing though? You you got you've got to stop with the you know, dancing. You, that's my Holy Spirit dance. That's the, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, it, look, it's nothing I can some do. People, some people got the moonwalk. Some people got the Holy Spirit. I got the Holy Spirit. I just do this in the stage, and it looks like I'm levitating. Deacon, I just want to let you know, the church can't afford this anymore. This is going to be your last sermon unless you change things. 
this is going to be it. We're going to have to close. This is it. This is going to be it. We would have to close the church unless you just change things and you just go back to the way it used to be. We can have people come in and pe I mean, these these people waiting outside, they're just here for a free concert. We, we, we can't charge at the door. We can't charge admission. We're losing money. Well, our techniques. And, I think you should charge at the door and call it tithes. Say the tithe price. And then that'll save all of our bill problems. Listen, I know this is hard for you, being such an ordinary religion person. I can't help with the gifts that God has bestowed upon me. And if you don't excuse me, I think it's my time to close the house down. So, <clears throat> she walked back out to the front. All right, Craig, that's... I tried to meet with him. It's it's over. You you go ahead and start the opening prayer and get things going. So oh. you, you you couldn't get him to change. No, change I couldn't. Oh, I didn't see you. I didn't see you back there, Deacon. Oh Black. yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's uh, uh Mr. Michi. Um. Oh oh oh. Yeah, Mr. Michi. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, I, I saw you need some help, but uh, you know, I I don't I don't help so. Yeah, no, I, I just—he's not. And, no, he's, and as they're talking, uh, Biker John right. crashes through the window, <laughs> gets oh, caught oh. up in the chandelier, <laughs> swinging. What's going on outside? Someone help that man! They losing, already losing money. <laughs> we cut to a lady in the back. Oh, I'll help him. He needs all the help he can get. Move out of the way. I'm just going to climb hey, yo, across these. Check, check out Shorty in the church dress. <laughs> yo, you see all that gravity behind her? And scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, uh, that is a can't tell us nothing show, everybody. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Hashtag grace, says Jocelyn. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can find us here. On Facebook and YouTube every Tuesday, uh, <laughs> bringing a little improv to you. Um, DJ Comfy, get them tunes ready because uh, for Can't Tell Nothing, if you want to find out more about what we do, see Ton Improv, all those places Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, seatonimprov.com. Um, yeah, just Google that. You should find everything you need. But for John, for Michi, for Tandy, for myself, and for everybody in the chat, Carol, Jocelyn, Lindsay, yeah, Miranda. Miranda. Nick. Nick. Jonathan. John. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, guys. Bert. Thank you. Bert. Yep. Shout out to her, too. Leave the comments. <laughs> We're out. So to break out the truth. <laughs>